another Indiana Hoosier basketball game, another absolute defensive clinic, again, albeit against a buy-in team, but the Hoosiers once again come away victorious on Tuesday night, doubling up Jackson State. Plenty of good to talk about from this game as the Hoosiers continue building on their strengths. We have a fun one in store on Locked on Hoosiers today. You are Locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, November 24th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU athletics news, uh, analysis, just a fun time we try to have here. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers both part of your day and your first listen every day. Uh, remember, Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. It was a fun one on Tuesday night. These Hoosier games in general have been pretty fun this season. Uh, I don't know about you. I enjoy watching a defense as aggressive and swarming and active as theirs is. And that is what the Hoosiers are probably best at right now. So it's made for some fun games to watch. It's also a lot of fun when you get to watch blowout victories. We're going to talk about the game, what we learned from it. Highlight a couple of players. Also talk about some transfer news in uh, the football team to end the show. Before we do that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. In case you missed it on Tuesday night, Indiana comes away victorious 70-35 to against Jackson State. Again, another game where scoreline doesn't really tell the story because this one was not close. Uh, the Hoosiers doubled them up in both halves, 34-17 first half, 36-18 second half. To give up 35 points in a 40-minute game, I don't think I need to tell you how impressive that is. If you're giving up less than a point a minute, you're going to win a lot, a lot, a lot of games. So uh, a thoroughly impressive defensive performance, albeit against another team that is a soft opponent, soft start to the season for the Hoosiers, which was to be expected and probably necessary in a first-year head coach. I don't think anyone saw this team acclimating this quickly. Good news is there's really only a small handful of those types of games left for Indiana before things start get real start to get real interesting. But on Tuesday, it was a story that we have seen many times this year. Jackson State shoots a wild 5 of 26 in the first half, 19.23%. Shot the lights out in the second half, 7 of 32, 21.8%. Finished the night shooting 20% from the field. This Hoosier defense is remarkable. They, uh, 3 of 19, Jackson State finished from the three point line. We mentioned that was one area, uh, one of the probably only areas that this team had found success. Jackson State coming into the night did not remotely find success in that regard on 
Tuesday. And it's just a, a similar story to what we've seen every game, including at St. John's game. Um, Ken Palm breaks up the game by quarters, and the Hoosiers never allowed double digits in any quarter. Nine points the first quarter, eight points the second, nine points the third, nine points the fourth. You're going to win basically every game if you do that. Uh, Jackson State finishes with .55 points per possession. Indiana was basically average at 1.09, but when you can double up your opponent like that, you're going to win every game. So uh, just a and, a and another defensive clinic. It, it I will continue to marvel at how committed this team is defensively. Starters carried the load in the first half, scored 32 of the 34 points. The bench came in in the second half, uh, padded those stats a bit in garbage time, but uh, contributed some more in that second half. It wasn't the crazy atmosphere we'd seen at Assembly Hall, not shocking. Students on break a couple days before the holidays with uh, a Jackson State team that nobody probably knows anything about. Not shocked that. There wasn't the crazy atmosphere. That probably won't be back until Big Ten play, but uh, still a fun game nonetheless. The defense now on Ken Palm, we mentioned the stats before the game. They only got better. Now ninth in adjusted defensive efficiency. First in effective field goal percentage defensively. First in two-point percentage. Uh, they're 18th in block percentage. They continue to... Uh, rack up those blocks on Tuesday, 28th and three-point percentage defensively, 38th in those non-steal turnover percentage, still forcing a lot of those. Speaking of turnovers, the Hoosiers did not have 27. In fact, they met uh, the goal for Mike Woodson, only 11 on the night, no extra running for them on Wednesday. Uh, but ultimately, I'm just not really sure how much more we're going to learn about this team right now uh, against these buy-in opponents. Again, I'm not complaining about the schedule. This is what this this team needed. They needed a soft schedule to get things um, going. And they're still improving on things. This team certainly is not a finished product, but I think ultimately they're going to learn a lot more playing against competitive teams. Uh, Saturday will be the last, or they will play Marshall on Saturday, which technically is the second best team they've played this season. Uh, but then you get Syracuse, a couple Big Ten games, in Nebraska and at Wisconsin, ugh. Uh, and then you have Notre Dame in the Crossroads Classic in a couple weeks as well, or about uh, three weeks away. That'll be a very telling stretch, and we'll learn a lot about the Suja team then. So right now, don't really know how much else there is to learn. That Marshall game will be interesting because it is a decent opponent we'll talk about later in the week, but... Uh, this was this played out pretty much exactly as I thought it would, just a defensive clinic, and Jackson State had absolutely no answers. handful of players I thought really stuck out on the night. We're going to talk about each of them, but only after we talk about prize picks. Um, I've talked all week about prize picks, so hope you guys have tuned in every day to listen. If you haven't, prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Uh, in college football, they offer more props than anybody, whether it is yards, touchdowns, receptions, rushes, interceptions thrown. 
anything you can imagine for all the Power 5 schools and a bunch of mid-majors you probably have not even heard of. All users that deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's free money they are giving you guys. It's really simple. You pick two to five players, select their over-under, and win up to 10 times your entry. Uh, they allow mixed sports entries. So Saturday when the football and basketball teams are both playing, go check out both. Do some for Trace Jackson Davis as well as Donovan McCauley or whoever's at quarterback this week. So uh, don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code Locked On or go to the App Store. Download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to talk about the three players, technically four, that I want to highlight from this game. When we're done with that, make sure your second listen today is Locked On Pacers. I was also on that show today, though not about Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, if you're an NBA fan, Pacers and Lakers play tonight. And I cover the Lakers as well as the Hoosiers. So uh, gave some insight on the Lakers. So any Pacer fans out there, be sure to head on over there and listen to that. First guy that I think is probably overdue to get some credit from myself, maybe just in general, is Xavier Johnson. Uh, I commented early in the season, too early into the season, that I thought Indiana needed better guard play and I wasn't sure if they were going to get it. Both Xavier Johnson and Christian Lander have told me to shut up with their play. So uh, lesson learned, note taken. Uh, this uh, game on Tuesday, Xavier Johnson's best game yet, I think. Starting to really show where he can be a value to this team. I use offense still isn't what it needs to be. And maybe that's the biggest thing they can continue to develop and learn playing against these buy-in teams or these buy games, I guess not buy-in, buy games. Um, but Xavier Johnson's really settling in. He's possibly the best point guard the team has had since Yogi at kind of getting to the rim, creating his own shot in that manner. Has a change of pace that uh, is really hard to defend, can get low to the ground and just bulldoze his way to the rim. And in general... It, you, you see why he's the starting point guard on this team and why pretty quickly his spot was locked down. Uh, there obviously is going to continue to be kind of chemistry being built, but on Tuesday, uh, he looked really good. 14 points, three assists, five of six from the field, grabbed seven rebounds as well. Underrated aspect of him and a lot of these guards is their ability to dig down and get those rebounds. Uh, impressive outing from him, great at getting to the rim, uh, just overall getting more comfortable. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see uh, him excel, this team excel. Uh, Xavier Johnson, I don't, not certain this includes Tuesday's game. Actually, I think it does. 91st in the country at 6.4 fouls drawn per 40 minutes, which is kind of indicative of him getting to the rim. Him and Trace each are at 6.4. So, uh, again, you would hope that the Hoosiers uh, can eventually improve at the free throw line. Uh, they go 16 to 26 on Tuesday. That's going to be a bugaboo, and that's going to absolutely cost them games. 
because that doesn't seem like it's going away. So that's going to be a frustrating one. In general, this offense, there's a lot of times where I just watching the game, I feel like, man, this is a blowout. And then you look at the score and it's only a 12 point lead or something like that. I worry that's going to cost them in games as well, where they thoroughly dominate on defense, an opponent goes on a big run, and then they're right there in the game. Uh, So those are the two big things I'm worried about still with this team right now. But again, that's something that they're going to have to learn firsthand against some of these tougher opponents, how to do it. And sometimes you have to learn the hard way. So we will see. Two guys I won't spend a ton of time on because we spent a lot of time in Tuesday's episode talking about them. Tamar Bates and Christian Lander both. Uh, I talked a lot about whether, especially with Bates, whether he could make it into the starting lineup. Maybe it really, maybe it doesn't matter uh, because these two are just kind of the anchors of the second unit. And I think they played, they've played really well together the last two games. They both are able to create. Both are good ball handlers. And you need that type of stuff in a second unit. Uh, Christian Lander has absolutely seized his opportunity again, or with Fennessy out. Um, it, it it's impressive. Fennessy's never going to fall out of the rotation at all. But the minutes become a little more interesting with how good Lander has been because he absolutely has to continue to play. Uh, you could see Fennessy stepping in and just taking pretty much all of Anthony Leal's minutes and Nathan Childress, and that alone is 14 minutes from uh, Tuesday. Uh, Obviously, Childress's was in garbage time, but that's 14 minutes you can take in a competitive game. And then I think you just kind of go game by game with Lander, Fennessy, and even Xavier Johnson, whoever's playing best, can close games. You can do that with the guards in general though I don't know about playing two of the point guards together because they still don't shoot the ball well enough. But uh, you can just play it ear or game to game, play it by ear. Whoever's playing best, you give them more minutes on that given night. But great to see Lander continue to show why he was rated so highly. Great to see Tamar Bates also show why he was rated so highly, though there was no question or has been no question this season there. He's been thoroughly impressive. I'm ready to see both those guys on a bigger stage, like against Syracuse next week. Last guy who is somebody we definitely haven't talked enough about uh, recently is Trace Jackson Davis. I've done a lot of, in my head, thinking, ah, everybody talks about Trace. Let's talk about someone else. Let's talk about Trace because uh, he finishes with 11 points, but I think his biggest contribution, along with Race Thompson, along with Michael Durr, was on the defensive side. Trace finishes with four blocks. Team as a whole had eight. We mentioned where they rank and block percentage defensively. We also mentioned Javius McKinnis was going to be a problem for the Hoosiers or a test, I should say, for the Hoosiers down low. He goes 0-5 from the field, did make all six of his free throws, did grab 10 rebounds, but he went. uh, He did not make a field goal, six points, 10 rebounds, four blocks, Uh, but overall the Hoosiers win that battle impressive. Some of the guys that we spotlighted and the performances they didn't have, I guess, chance more, we said was one of their better three point shooters. He goes, O of 11, O of three from the field. Isaiah Williams goes, O of eight. Uh, so right there you have three guys, chance more, Isaiah Williams, Javius McKinnis, who all played at least 18 minutes. 
and went a combined 0 of 24. So, again, you do that, you're going to win a lot of games. Gabe Watson was really their only offensive threat. He had 14 of their 35 points, uh, 6 of 13 from the field. He had 6 of their 12 field goals on the night uh, to give you a sense of how good he was versus his teammates. So, thoroughly impressive performance. It was better on the offensive end. I... I like a lot of the ideas of what they're doing. They're able to create shots, create openings. If you play through Trace and your big men, it should more regularly lead to baskets. So I think that's sustainable. And now it's just a matter of figuring out how to play off of them, when to cut, where to cut, where to be on the floor to lead to more open baskets. I like what I'm seeing. I'm interested to see it against a... uh, against better competition, which we will see starting next week. Let's talk a little bit of college football now to wrap it up. I'm going to keep the episode short today because I went pretty long on Tuesday's episode. Uh, if you want more basketball talk, be sure to go listen to Tuesdays. Before we give you some more ba- uh, football talk today, Bet Online is the place to be for your sports action this Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football and all, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. No better tradition than sitting in front of the TV watching football on Thanksgiving. Bet Online had you covered all holiday season, more props and odds and lines than ever before. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON. Uh, that's for new users. Your first deposit locked on will give you some free money as well. It's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, favorite Vegas casino games, whatever it is that you guys are looking for. Make sure you head to Bet Online, take advantage of their amazing offers. Bet Online's the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals. Built Bar is also a longtime sponsor, longtime friend of the show. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. It's not your mom and dad's protein bar that's waxy, chalky, hard to choke down. Built Bar is 100% real chocolate. Uh, you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. Not only is it different, it is still healthy. They are low in carbs, low in calorie, low in fat, low in sugar, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with a ton of flavors, whether it is coconut raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia. I got the cookies and cream and the blueberry muffin. They have limited time flavors. They have Black Friday deals. Go check it all out at Built.com using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's Built.com. Locked 15 as your promo code for 15% off. Who's your basketball team? Excuse me. Who's your football team? Had some interesting news, a recurring trend that we've seen this season. Uh, Indiana's DK Bonham and CJ Person both have entered the transfer portal. Both were 2019 recruits or commitments. Neither had made much of an impact on the team this year. Both are defensive linemen. Neither had really gotten onto the field. Uh, they had, they were kind of second string 
a little bit further back even than that. Uh, but I, I, I bring it up because I think this is both uh, something that is going to happen a lot in the next week or so uh, as the season comes to an end and something that is just more common nature in uh, college sports in general. Now there's a different vibe to it. Uh, statistically, Bonham had one tackle on the season. He only played in one game, according to sports reference. Person uh, played in four games, had four tackles. So uh, I don't certainly fault anybody if they don't feel they're in the right situation for going somewhere else. Both these guys battled it out, uh, weren't seeing the playing time they wanted. The Hoosiers benefited from that uh, with a number of guys this season, and I think that's going to be how things play out moving forward. Long gone are the days uh, of creening. I know that was a, a common word used with the, um, the college basketball team for many years is that uh, under Tom Crean, there would be a number of guys transferring out at the end of each season. Th that's going to happen every program, every sport, everywhere, because that's the nature of college football and college sports now. You're recruiting just as hard in the transfer portal as you are in the recruiting trail. Um, the Hoosiers now uh, are tied for tops in the nation at eight transfers. In the transfer portal, uh, they are tied with Wisconsin, uh, West Virginia, UNC, Miami, and For uh, Florida State all have seven. Excuse me, Syracuse and Wisconsin, as well as Indiana, all have eight. Again, based on how this year went, it's just kind of the nature of things. A lot of guys are going to transfer out. Uh, we saw after last season, not many guys transferred out. And the Hoosiers actually brought in a lot of guys. And everything looked great. It's just going to be kind of the wave of college sports. Things aren't going well for guys. They want to go to a situation that better fits them. I don't blame them. Again, it's just going to be interesting to see. Kind of brace yourself because I think there's going to be a, a good handful of people that are going to enter the transfer portal. Some surprising, some maybe not. The, the Hoosiers are going to have a quarterback issue uh, between Penix, Jack Tuttle, and Donovan McCauley. That's three guys who legitimately should be taking snaps. Maybe not McCauley. Uh, McCauley, I think it's pretty clear he needs some seasoning still. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to redshirt him next season uh, just to eventually get that redshirt, and especially with one of Penix or Tuttle available. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I would not be shocked if one of those guys enter the transfer portal uh, if one of them seems like they're going to be guaranteed the job, there's a lot that's going to shake out. But this is just kind of a warning to brace yourself because I don't want to call it an exodus. I don't know how bad it's going to get, but I think there's going to be a lot of people entering the transfer portal. Wouldn't be surprised if, if it's some names that really are a bit surprising. Uh, some skill position players, wide receivers have really struggled this season despite having some big names there. Wouldn't be shocked if there's some names that... Um, are in the transfer portal on that side as well. So be interesting to watch uh, moving forward into the offseason next week. We do still technically have a college football game this week. The least excited I've been for the old Oakham bucket in ever. <laughs> um, I, I'm 
not crazy about that game, but we're going to have that preview later this week. Uh, thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. You guys have made it uh, the best kind of stretch or run of weeks that we've ever had. Big shout out to you guys. It's not going to be an episode on Thanksgiving. going to enjoy the day off, uh, but we will be back on Friday. Might be a little late, might record it Friday morning. But regardless, we'll be back on Friday to talk about that old Oak and Bucket game, about Indiana basketball's game against Marshall, and about a men's soccer Sweet 16 game on Saturday as well. Packed day of stuff on Saturday. We'll be back on Friday to talk about it. Now for your second listen today, head on over to Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the feedback, all the love, all the ratings, all the reviews. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Wednesday. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hope you all have safe travels. We'll see you back here on Friday in LEO.